Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Argus Crude Report, a podcast series on global crude oil markets. I'm Alex Andrus for Argus Media, and I cover uh, U.S. Gulf Coast crude markets. Joining me, though, is Brett Holmes, who covers Canada. And today we're going to chat about how Texas recently imported a record amount of Canadian crude. So, Brett, why don't you kick off things by just telling us a bit about what's going on in Canada on the production side over the past few months? Hey, Alex, thanks for having me. And uh, for sure. So here's what you kind of need to know. And uh, we've covered a little bit of this before, but we'll get into some new stuff, too. So uh, just to recap, the COVID pandemic pushed uh, demand for Canadian crude uh, way down. Uh, especially for heavy crude um, in the typical demand centers in the U.S. So we're talking about Illinois and Texas, uh, two of the biggest ones. Um, So with buying interest drying up um, in the last part of the first quarter and into the second quarter, uh, Canadian producers filled up storage and the only option left really uh, was for many to shut in production. So even the heavy crude uh, production that continued to make it to market was selling at record lows despite half a million barrels of shut-ins. So uh, the heavy sour benchmark, WCS, or Western Canadian Select, at Hardesty, uh, Alberta, was suddenly at less than $4 per barrel as losses mounted in Canada's oil patch. So uh, one takeaway um, for me and something that I want to share with the listeners is that uh, Canadian producers have become fairly nimble in their ability to wind down and then start up production again. So this pandemic is not really their first rodeo. As we've discussed before, uh, the Canadian market has been prone to supply shocks, pipeline upsets, government intervention. Uh, So they've had a little practice with this and have been able to respond to a rebound in prices. So, um, and spot activity for Canadian crude in your markets down in the US Gulf Coast has seen a bit of a resurgence as a result, right? So spot liquidity did dry up as the pandemic hit, but activity for Canadian crude does seem to be recovering. Earlier this year, um, backing up before the pandemic, WCS and cold lake volumes at the Gulf Coast reached a record high at just over 260,000 barrels a day in the April trade month. But as demand destruction due to COVID-19 backed up volumes to the wellhead, we actually recorded the lowest total in the May trade month at about 35,000 barrels a day. So more specifically, in the June trade month, Argus actually recorded no WCS spot volume and um, that's despite you know Cold Lake mounting to uh, just over 90,000 barrels a day. But since then, spot liquidity has generally trended upward for each grade. And in fact, uh, between WCS and Cold Lake, we recorded about uh, 230,000 barrels a day in the September trade month, which was the second highest total in Argus records. Uh, the October trade totals were around 180,000 barrels a day, just dipping a bit, but still much larger than the lows recorded over the summer. So spot activity does seem to be trending upward. And my understanding is that one of the drivers is added production. Is that what you've also been seeing up north, Brett? Uh, definitely. So uh, heavy cruise has rebounded to about $30 per barrel. And like other markets have been fairly stable. So I say $30 per barrel is a rebound. Um, if you asked me a year ago, that wouldn't sound like much rebound. But considering we started at $4 per barrel in uh, earlier this year, uh, producers will take it. So volatility has been a trademark in the Canadian market for years. And we've seen a couple of production upsets in the oil sands region just recently give an added boost to prices. But on the whole, producers seem to be more optimistic about finding a home for their barrels. And heavy crude production in Alberta was up again in August, actually, uh, to about 1.8 million barrels per day, which is the third consecutive increase and a good sign uh, that operators are finding profits somewhere. 
So shippers in June, uh, as we touched on right at the outset of this podcast, uh, sent a record amount of Canadian crew to Texas. Uh, it was 474,000 barrels per day. And that's particularly impressive given the spread between WCS in Houston and uh, WCS in Hardesty. It was only about $4 per barrel. And uh, that's actually the tightest spread on record. So in July, that spread widened slightly. And we saw in the most recent data set from just a few days ago, uh, that yet another record was hit in July. An average of 489,000 barrels per day was imported into Texas. So we're talking about uh, about half a million barrels per day of Canadian crude going to Texas. Um, but from what I gather, not everything is staying on shore, right? Are we seeing uh, both domestic and foreign buyers get back into the market down there? So that's right. We are seeing Canadian export demand materialize. And so far this year, it looks like about 10.3 million barrels of WCS and Cold Lake uh, left Texas ports for international markets, and that includes China, India, South Korea. Uh, so far, we actually have two more VLCCs expected to load um, 4.2 million barrels of possible WCS that could head to Asia this month, according to data compiled by Argus. Uh, so with more export activity expected, you know, it would make sense that spot liquidity could also grow. But, you know, there are, there are also some domestic factors at work. So in particular, we have refineries that are coming back online after they were shut for maintenance uh, following Hurricane Laura's landfall that was just east of the Texas-Louisiana border on the 27th of August. Um, and of course, you know, that will add more demand and the combination of Canada's curl project coming back online, that, that'll add more volume. So it makes sense that liquidity and traded volumes uh, would, would continue to increase at the coast. Um, but, you know, to sort of sum things up, it sounds like we've got more production on the way, potentially some demand returning with liquidity on the rise and also export demand materializing. Brett, did I miss anything? I don't think so. We covered a fair bit of ground. And of course, we could keep going. You know, Canada's a pretty big country and there's a lot to talk about. But uh, we'll have to dig into uh, some more stuff uh, next time. Okay, great. Well, Brett, thanks for chatting. And listeners, if you're in need of more in-depth daily coverage of Canadian crude oil markets, consider subscribing to Argus America's Crude. You can find more information on this service at www.argusmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of The Crude Report.